Uh, every day is a good day to catch up with this bloke, but some days they are slightly better because uh, of a man with many interests. Occasionally you catch him when he's just got a few all lined up and he's uh, off to Caulfield today. He's flying into Melbourne. He's missed Taylor Swift, but he's got his other very good Philly skew with to go and see. It's Mark Chittick of Waikato Stud. Morning, Mark. How are you? I'm, I'm really well, Louis. Thank you, and thank you for calling. Yeah, it was a, it was a hard decision to make because uh, to head over to Melbourne um, because, um, you know, local Matamata Breeders Stakes Day is, is actually one of the highlights of um, my racing year, really. Um, it's not a race that we've ever won before, but, it's, um, you know, it's good local stuff. It's a great, uh, I call it, rural meeting, and it's the only Group 2 Philly for uh, Philly's race for three-year-olds and uh, for two-year-olds in New Zealand, so it was a hard decision to, to head over to Melbourne and not go to the Breeders' Stakes, but we've got a good representation there um, from the family and from the farm there at Matamata. So um, yeah, Group One um, runner in uh, Adam Caulfield. So um, it'd be rude if we weren't there. Well, we'll get to Skew if and also uh, rocking the boat at Caulfield. But you've, of course, the interest at Matamata with the Lisa Chittick Plate, which is a, a um, you know a race that means a hell of a lot to many people. And I assume a couple of the offspring will be on track there at Matamata. Yeah, absolutely. Harry's going to represent us there, and and um, as you say, it's a it's a race that uh, you know that we're, we're let's say developing. Um, doesn't have black type status yet but once again a good field and um, you know it's been a race that's been won by some um, incredibly good horses that have gone on to big and bigger and better things like Imperatrice um, so yeah it's, it's a very sentimental uh, race for us on on um, on our and Lisa's uh, local local track and um, yeah as soon as we uh, as soon as it does um, gain that uh, States race um, status. It's uh, the, the name's already in place for the Lisa Chittick Champagne Stakes, which she always loved the champagne. Oh, that's, I didn't know that. That's really cool. Do you have to lobby some of your mates to make sure that the race gets um, some high enough rating horses? You know, it's good to see the likes of uh, a fashion shoot turning up into the race, and uh, I think Chichilian's on the way up. So it's nice to see some actually really good fillies and mares turn up. Yeah, absolutely. And look, it's been an ongoing battle. It's, it's, this, this race was, a, was the brainchild of um, myself and, and, uh, and, and Dennis Ryan. And, and, and Dennis thought that the distance and the timing was, was perfect into, into bigger and better things. And that's certainly what's, um, what it's proved, what's proved to happen. And, and we've been trying really, really hard over the last uh, couple of years in particular to get that um, um, stake status. Um, but look, uh, you know, I think I think there's been there's been a few few battles, um, ongoing battles to keep stakes races. So it was so it was hard to get a new one in place. But um, with the turnaround and the positivity in, in our game, and um, uh, you know, stakes on the rise and, and quality quality of field um, that it, that it, that it's gained every year. Um, hopefully, it's not too far away. Mark, you, I saw you on Karaka Million Night. You were enjoying yourself. You had a big day the next day. Obviously, you guys had a massive book one. You talk about the positivity and the kind of momentum that we've got. We've got this auction for a slot race coming up uh, early next week. Stakes are going through the roof. But for the, the bread and butter, the, for the breeders, did you feel it? Did you see it? And how were the results? I mean, you guys are a, essentially industry leading, so it's kind of hard to compare Waikato Stud to the kind of bread and butter breeders around the country. But for you, did you feel it? Did you kind of start to get that positivity through what people were paying for your horses? Oh, yeah, certainly. And, and as you say, where you started, Louis, there, the, the, 
the Caracamillion night. I mean, it was it was just an incredible night. It was a huge showpiece. I mean, a bit of rain around, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but it didn't certainly didn't dampen the spirits, which led into led into Caraca and um, and I certainly think you know, like when you look outside the racing industry, um, you know, economies um, within New Zealand and around the world. Um, you know, aren't as buoyant as what they were. Mm. Um, so, you know, so really when you look at it that way, um, Caracas was a good sale. Um, you know, we were pretty comfortable with it. We, we probably bought a couple more home than what we than what we usually do. But in saying that, um, you know, I, I concentrated on having a big number there at Caraca rather and, and, and not taking as many to Australia um, this year to, to, the, um, to the likes of the Classic and the Melbourne sale. And, and so, therefore, we had a bigger draft. So, um, um, so that's probably why that came about. But I think, you know, the, from the positivity point point of view, I'm sort of back keen now to ring to, to get on get in touch with mates that you know are fringe racing people now and say, come on, get on this, get on this, get on this boat. We're, we're you know we're this, we're 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 on the start of a hell of a good ride here. Um, so, so that's a great thing, and certainly from our own point of view, you know, we race a lot of horses um, and love it. Um, and obviously, it's been pretty hard. There hasn't been a lot of reasons to uh, keep them here in, in, in the last wee while, and, and, and we've been putting them on the plane, and that's why we're going to Caulfield tomorrow. But certainly from now on, you know, um, we do have second thoughts about it, and um, you know, we've got a great industry here in New Zealand. We've 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 got fantastic participants. Guys that are very professional at it from the you know from the training and and um, riding point of view and, and now that we've got the stakes around um, certainly certainly we ha- we definitely have a second thought about whether they go straight on a plane or not. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I'm trying to in my head as you as you're talking, trying to work out whether from your perspective that's more enticing to race more of your horses. But maybe I'll just ask you, what's the motivation to race a horse yourself in your colours? Obviously, like we know the stories of of the horses, like I wish I win, or horses that don't get sold, or you know don't have clean X-rays or whatever, and they are a beautiful pedigree, and they may be a filly, so it's worth racing them, or they may be a, a gelding that has a family you want to protect and promote is are there other reasons that you would race a horse like would prize money ever come into it for you and your business no certainly i think the first thing um louis is you know when you touch on i wish i win and even skew their horses that we haven't been there to sell so we've had to race them. Yes, yeah. um, they're, they're born as race horses so that's uh and you know you take neighborhood that's running at matter tomorrow and i think he's a big chance he's a horse that Broke his, um, broke his elbow as, as a yearling, only about three weeks before going to the sale. And, uh, you know, on three occasions there, you know, the advice I had was to put him down. He wasn't going to survive, but he was a, he, he was, he was not an unhappy horse. Um, and he had a few issues going on, but with a bit of time that healed. And, uh, you know, now he might hopefully win his fourth race tomorrow, which is pretty cool. But at the start of it all, um, the beginning of all, we are a breeding operation. We do love racing horses. So on the whole, um, you know, really where it starts um, is mainly with fillies and they're fillies that, that, that we want to keep to, to um, you know, to, to help build our families and also have those families going going on uh, going on through, you know, and you, you take Rock in the Boat um, that's starting tomorrow. Um, both those fillies that are running at um, Caulfield tomorrow came from different, different directions. Um, Rock in the Boat's a family that we're probably third or fourth generation breeding now. We're a skew, skew with her mother, Starvoyer, 
I identified her. Um, she um, um, at the end of her racing career after being a statesman in the South Island. I like the family. It's an old, um, um, it's an old family that I was aware of that we didn't have, and I just thought we'd um, we'd buy that mare, put it to Savabill, and see see what we could come up with, and that, that happens to be skew with in the opening tomorrow. Do, do you think, I mean, the, the way that we're kind of going and we're progressing and, and we talk about this kind of resurgence, and you're so right, like, you kind of, in good faith, you've almost had to double think a couple of times over the last few years about whether I actually want to be getting my mate into a horse, you know, you kind of, in good conscience, you're kind of like, am I going to be, these fringe sort of people, do I want to be bringing them into something that I, I don't know if I'm a thousand percent confident in, that's gone now, I actually can relate to that, Mark, I know exactly what you mean. Do, do you think that with that, um, from a breeder's perspective, is there is there a direct correlation to foal crop sizes? Uh, and and like, do we are we do we have enough thoroughbreds coming through to, to kind of meet where we want? Like the ambitious markers that we're setting ourselves for what our industry can be. Are we breeding enough horses? Absolutely not. You, you touch on a very very pertinent point there, um, Louis and. You know, like at one stage there, I'm not sure how many years ago it was, it was probably 30 or 40 years ago, we were producing, New Zealand was producing 7,000 foals. That was too many. Um, um, but now now we're, we're definitely down under 4,000, probably around 3,000. Um, that's not enough. You know, by the time, by the time, um, let's say, uh, uh, whatever percentage is, is, is goes offshore from the yielding sales and the ready-to-run and then the proven horses, um, our, our, our broodmare um, numbers and our foal crops certainly need to increase. And that's probably the biggest um, problem we have in front of us is that's going to take, you know, that's going to take a number of years to come through because obviously, um, you know, there's a 12 month gestation to start with, yes. you know, and, and then obviously, obviously for them old enough to race, et cetera, et cetera. So that's going to take a number of years, years to turn around. But I can tell you one thing, um, Louis, that there was no chance of it turning around before, before um, um, let's say, the improvement in our industry and, and, and stakes off the back of Entain coming into New Zealand and all these initiatives and all this possibility. Wasn't going to happen otherwise. It's probably only going to go the other way. Let, we're a chance of, um, we're a chance of um, let's say, increasing our numbers, breeding more. Um, and look, for a farm like ours, you know, like we breed a lot of mares ourselves, it's very important we get the right um, right stallions um, for these mares to be going to, and the right stallions for everybody to be breeding to. Um, in this day and age, you know, we've just seen it with Storm Boy, um, the Magic Millions winner. You know, yeah. he was he he was sold for twenty two million with a kicker. If he wins the Golden Slipper, they've got to pay another twenty seven and a half million. Now, you know, we just cannot compete with that. But just uh, a little bit of a point of what these stallions. Um, um, cost, you know, like uh, uh, going back to Super Steph, there's, 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 there's no um, secrets about it. You know, he was a $15.5 million Australian purchase, you know, and I'm very fortunate, very fortunate. We've got great support around us. He's a horse that, that I loved and thought that he really sort of suited our, our market and what we wanted to, um, what we wanted to breed. Um, but, you know, and he's kicked off extremely well. Had a super, super winner um, during the week there for John O'Shea and oh, yeah. Sydney. But uh, I can, I, I can tell you, we're 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 still we're still trying to climb out of the hole, you know. So um, if he hadn't had his winners in New Zealand and Australia um, at this stage like he has, um, 
we were probably looking at uh, you know losing money on the job. Now, thankfully, um, things are going the right way, which is obviously what we've planned for and, and invested for. But you know, it's a big hole to get out of, um, and um, it's been difficult. Uh, let's say while our while our while our industry's had these battles, um, but look, you know, I keep saying we're, we're I know we're all biased, um, New Zealanders, but it is the best place in the world to, to breed these to breed these animals and to breed the best racehorses that we possibly can. And the horsemanship, whether it's breeders, whether it's jockeys, James McDonald, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, all jokes aside, straight up, we're very good at it. New Zealand's very, very good at it. And, um, um, you know, like it, it's just um, my next generation has certainly shown a, a lot of interest in the game. And I've got to say, you know, up until, I don't know, as little as a year or two years ago, I, I was sort of quite concerned about their future. Mm. Um, now, now there's plenty of encouragement behind them. You take um, young Harry, who's um, only 18 years old. He kicked off a career um, with, with, with one of our great um, breakers and um, ready to run um, consigners on, on Monday. Now, six months ago, um, he, he, I don't think he even knew that we were horse breeders. <laughs> First thing he did on his 18th birthday was um, open his TAB account. First thing he did, open his TAB account so he didn't have to use his old man, and he's into it. And, you know, like now we can, uh, let's say, finally and excitingly uh, encourage these young people into it, which um, I suppose as much as anything is the most satisfying thing that, that – um, I've I've come across in my uh, time in this industry. Yeah, no, look, there's there's so much there, Mark, and you know, me and you could talk for hours about this stuff, but we can't because we're on time restraints. But like the the reality is, we need more, we need more breeders, we need more foals. We're gonna, you know, you have to build the you have to build it, build it, and they will come, right? So Bruce Sharrock and he mentioned this during the week when I spoke to him. They've got a job to do. They're very innately aware about the the foal crop size. So we're all on the same page now. We just need to tackle it block by block. The interesting thing I, during the week that I came across was I read an article, and I don't know if you've seen it. If not, I'll send it to you after this. But um, Aidan O'Brien was interviewed about breeding um, by the Racing Post. And it was this long piece talking about the Cornwall operation and, and obviously the, the legendary uh, Magna family and, and all of this. And, and basically my number one takeaway was pedigree is still king. Pedigree is everything. And one thing that you can't deny we have in New Zealand is we have pedigrees that, and bloodlines that run so deep back through your families and you know what Gary was able to do back in the day. So I, I've just got so much faith and hope for the New Zealand breeding industry that with the pedigrees and the strong types that we have and then the, obviously the, the surroundings, we are going to be fine. We just need more of it. And I think we're on the right path. And having your colours going around at Caulfield later on and here at Maramara, it only helps. It only helps promote it from within. So I I'm positive, and I know you are too. I'm feeling really good about where we're at. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I'm really looking forward to today. Obviously, it's a huge feat to have um, two runners on such a magnificent day at, uh, at, at Caulfield. And, and as you say, you know, if those, those Waikato stud colours cross the line first, yes, it's about Waikato stud, but as much as anything, it's, 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 and more than anything, it's about New Zealand, and we're pretty proud of that. Bang on. Same thing that so many, and that's what I love about you breeders. You're all singing off the same song sheet when it comes to that. It's uh, it's kind of a shared victory. Mark, thank you so much for your time. Uh, what, what, what do you reckon is your best chance today? You said neighbourhood goes pretty close. Um, you've got, obviously, the Phillies over there in Australia. 
your best chance to get a little bit of prize money back today? Oh, look, I'm pretty confident in the neighbourhood, to be honest. And, um, you know, like, uh, Skewworth, she's she's um, she's fresh, she's happy, she's a, com- you know, she's a comfortable horse. Um, um, it just it just wouldn't surprise me if, if, if she sort of ran um, top three, which would, which would be massive. And uh, I haven't answered your question, but rocking the boat, she's 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 rather inexperienced and only had one one run for one win. Um, but I know Trent and Natalie, uh, you know, that, that they really like the filly, and they wouldn't have her in a group two um, in a in a small field. You know, that uh, if they didn't if they didn't think she she could run in the top in the top two as well. So never any certainties in in, um, in racing, um, but certainly. Um, I'm a sentimental better, which is not the best idea, but uh, I've got a bit of money on all of them. <laughs> well, I was just just about to say, Mark, if you if you wanted to, you could. Um, I'm just running the math here. You could pass on from me to Harry that if he if he put ten dollars on a place multi, uh, he'd get four hundred and seventy bucks back. So there you go. That'd be good for the the young man to, in his new uh, his young betting career. Great to chat, mate. Really appreciate it. Great minds think alike. He's already told me. He's <laughs> Jeez, that's dangerous. Hopefully he matures a bit quicker than I did. Mark, good to chat. <laughs> okay, good man, Lily. Good luck all.